I was on my bike, you know, doing stuff I wasn't supposed to do. And I, and I seen somebody get like, sh- like shot in the head in front of a church. Yeah. And at that point, I was just like, yeah, this not, this not, this life not for me. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. I want to introduce you guys as best I can, but, but, you know, you guys will do most of the introduction because I want to hear your story. So, Viva Swan, the great, talented <laughs> Viva Swan, man. No, like, I think you're going to do big things. Thank you, brother. Um, I had that vibe when I first met you at that studio with another artist that I came in with. Yep. And we just connected. We hung out. We smoked, you know, a joint together. Yep. I met your buddies. We had a, I mean, it was one of the coolest times and funnest times I've had, man. Because it was just so out of, out of, out of the nowhere, man. Even, even then, him, he was the first time meeting him. And then he was like, can I bring a friend? Right. I'm like hell yeah, bring him through. And then it was you, and I was like, damn, this dude's fucking dope as fuck, man. Thanks, man. And and uh, as a quick summary, the way I understand it, you know, you are a creative. You're you're a different type of cat, dude. <laughs> like I'm not just saying it, and I, I I'm sure that uh, Bo and Ray, if they're hanging out with you, got a fucking crazy ass story, man. Yep. So whatever they <clears throat> are willing to share, man, I'm sure it'll be inspirational and maybe touch some other young person trying to like figure themselves out or like go for some shit and you know live like for the practice of life like Bo said earlier man I love that you know like live it like you're practicing it man you're always getting better yep and then um and you're a musician you know you you make you you Indian trap music which is really dope so you can maybe talk about that and Bo and Ray are um, clothing designers. You know, you guys are all young in your mid-20s, let's say, right? 24. You the old cat at 27. I'm the old cat at 27, man, going on 30. So anyway, I want to hear your stories. I know, you know, Ray moved out here like seven months ago from Chicago, right? So, and and, uh, Bo immigrated from thailand when you were 13 Mm -hmm. so i can relate to that i was four and i was a i was a political refugee man essentially so tell your story like whoever wants to go first jump right in and like what's your story like tell us who you are how'd you find yourself what were like the turning points how'd you figure out like who you are and have the confidence to like go after it um well i'll go first um uh well I'm I'm from Chicago originally. Um I was born in Chicago. Uh had a little rough like, you know, beginning childhood, you feel me? Not really as, you know, I guess I don't know how to explain it. It was rough, basically. Don't pull any punches, tell yeah. them exactly I, how it is. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you, <laughs> I wanna exactly know all is. of it, but I don't like put it, making people uncomfortable. So right. whatever you're well, willing to share, I'm I'm like interested in people, believe it or not, man. Yeah. The worse it was, the more people want to hear it. The more they're gonna be like, oh, the more shit. inspiring it is. The more inspiring. Oh it's shit! It's like a movie. It's like holy shit! You oh shit! That? I thought my shit was fucked up. Okay, maybe <laughs> I'll get off my ass then, right? Yeah. Now, uh, uh, growing up, both of my parents left, so I was on my own at like seven. I started on myself at seven, uh, you know, doing the rest of my friends. <laughs> you want to call Ooh, it? <laughs> I started all my stuff at seven, meaning like. Tell, what does that mean? Living on your own? Yeah, I started living on my own at seven. So I had to figure out my way through life at that age. Can you 
share a little bit about what that was, what yeah, that means? I mean, Most people don't know what the fuck you even live on your own at seven. Did you work? Did you hustle the streets? Right, yeah, like live with other in people. Other words, you know, in other words, yeah, mostly just you know do street stuff and shit. Um, until I figured it out, and I guess after a while, it starts to get old. You know, you know. Used to, I've seen a lot of stuff and been through a lot of stuff at that at a young age. So it's like most of the stuff that people are going through now, I've been through when I was younger. You know, so uh, when I got old enough to realize that I guess like 13, 14, I was like, I want to go to school. I mean, I dropped out of school for a little minute when I was in elementary, went back, graduated, went to high school. Um, what happened with your parents? Like, they, how did they? Well, my dad, he's, he's Puerto Rican. He, he was my mom and then he just dipped. And okay. then my mama just dipped after that. Too. Gotcha. So I was on my own for a little minute, and then I just figured it how out. How was that? Can life. I just ask? How was that like when you're seven years old and you're like, like, were you like, oh shit, or you were you devastated, crushed? I mean, and then you just moved on, or you're like, all right, because it was already rough up to then. I'm assuming I'm, it wasn't like all great, and then all of a sudden it flipped, right? right. I mean, it was already rough at that point right. already. So I mean, so you were like, fuck it. Not I, at first, than... I wasn't because I was still like, I'm, you know, he's a kid, so right? Of course, out, like you know, you... like all right, why, why don't nobody want me? Kind of right. You know I me, mean? so like, yeah. But I had to adapt to my surroundings or get ate. You know right. I mean? I yeah. Turn into a shark or be eaten by a shark. So right, you had to. So, um, I just did the best thing I could, try to figure through life. And um, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I really want to know all the details. <laughs> like, I'm not just saying it. I just, I mean, certain stuff I can't. This really is like talk. fucking movie type shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, certain stuff I'm not can't really say. Yeah, that, that no. don't tell me anything um, that's gonna get you to lose <laughs> yeah. your freedom, right? But, knock, um, knock. but like, for someone like me, that's let's yeah. say, and I didn't come up easy. We were refugees yeah. from another country with no language, no money. Ukraine, we lived right? in the slums and. Ukraine, basically, sure yeah, we were poor. Yeah. As you already fuck. seen what Ukrainians yeah. be going poor through. Poor as bro. fuck, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We had like a tiny bedroom for the seven of us, or something, or yeah. six of us, and one kitchen shared with like five families. Like we, you know, I'm yeah. just saying, like it wasn't like even American level poverty. It was yeah. like worse. But I had my parents. They weren't perfect, but I had them. It's yeah. it's a whole different. It's it's something most kids that live in like, you know. Suburbia never can understand. My kids can't understand that. Yeah. They'd be like, "What do you mean? What? Yeah. You know what I mean?" My kid is still sitting with me at thirteen, watching TV, and he's like, "Daddy," it's like, yeah. "You a pussy, motherfucker." <laughs> 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 I'm just like, "Like, look, it is what it is." He had a soft life. Yeah, I wanted, but you know, they're rough in their own way. But but that's what we don't... wanted for them, though. You know, right? That's what we, that's what we wanted because you know, right? But exactly. the point is, man, like. Dude, that's, uh, I don't know, like, all the stuff you went through, I guarantee you, is like a metaphor for everybody's life, man. Like, you know, it's, it's so, I just, I'm interested. Whatever you can share, man, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I mean, I've, I had to sell, like, obviously do drugs, I mean, sell drugs and for me to figure out life and uh, go through stuff that I didn't want to do, like, you know, be in the streets and do these things that I didn't want to do, but I had to do, because if Dude, I had no judgment. either me I, or somebody else, so. You yeah, know. no judgment from me. I just want you to know, yeah. like, I look at it like you put in a position. It's you're a survivor. What else is a seven year old kid supposed yeah. to do? Yeah, so. and you do what you know when they. It's your environment, like. Yeah. The I mean, fact that I want to know, like, how, what, like, how. Because, like, the deeper you got, yeah, the more amazing it is that you you got out of it. You survived. You figured it out. Even just surviving, 
Because definitely. I know people that had probably very similar upbringings, man. Like, like I'm, I know, I know a lot of. I'm, I didn't come up like upper class or middle class. Even yeah. we were always like lower middle or like lower. <laughs> so I've seen and heard and from others a lot of shit too, you know. And most of their friends didn't survive, man. Yeah, like true. didn't even. They're not alive. Most of my friends not alive that I've grew up with not alive. Even even in high school, like just growing up. Like, I, it was like I had no role model. So nobody was my role model. Myself was. Like, I had to, like, figure out through life. Like, all right, how do I tie a tie? How do I, you feel me? How do I live life? How do I become a man? So I became a man as at a young age and just figuring out life, um, just trying to survive, kind of. The big thing was for me was just surviving. Where I'm going to sleep the next day, where I'm going to eat, like, things like that, you know? And, and, you know, so it was like, that was the main my main focus growing up. It was just that point. And then I got to a point where... I can like kind of like chill for a little bit and actually think, all right, I want to go to school now. So that's when I enrolled myself into high school. At 13 or 14? At 13. Because um, I couldn't find my parents for my birth certificate and stuff. So I had to like fake my way through high school kind of. So I had to like get. Why did you want to go back to school? Uh, Well, it was a story that happens. Um, I was on my bike, you know, doing stuff I wasn't supposed to do. And I. And I seen somebody get like, sh- like shot in the head in front of a church. Yeah. And at that point, I was just like, yeah, this not, this not, this life not for me. Right. I mean, I've seen people get shot numerous of times, but just this point in time, I was just like, oh nah, because it was like just the so vi- vivid. The visual of it. Yeah. And I would sleep at night, and I, I would think of that, like, oh shit, like somebody right. just literally got shot in the head. So at that point, I was just like, yeah, what? what was I- it? Was it being afraid that it was gonna happen to you? Yeah. Or, or, most, okay. most of it was being afraid it was gonna happen to me, yeah. but also just. Just the thought of it just, right. just made me like, hell no, nah, I can't do you, this. Like, thing. I got to get away from this. Yeah, this is not my life. And I wrote myself in high school. And um, of course, I was still dealing and dive sometimes into it because that's what my, my lifestyle was. But I had a coach, uh, his name was um, Clarence Smith. And he told me, he was like, if if you want to play basketball, here's how I started playing basketball. If you want to play basketball here, you can't do the streets no more. Cause, so he's trying to kind of like not took me in, but took me in kind of. Of course, coach man. You. Yeah. He was just like, that's what, that's what a coach is supposed to do, man. Yep. Youth sports is supposed to be, hey, some of them might make it in, in the pros or in that industry, but a lot of it is like learning to work hard, learning work ethic, having a a a, 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 a positive role model, dude. Because just because you have a parent doesn't mean that's going to be good. You yeah. could have had a parent that was beating the shit out of you every day, yeah. and, you know, doing drugs, and then you're kind of stuck in that environment. So, you know. Yeah, so um, I kind of like just took the school route, you know, went to high school, three years, graduated, went to and college. played ball. Yeah, played basketball. I went to college, played ball in college for a minute. Where'd you go? Um, I went to Arkansas, a school in Arkansas. It was HBCU. Uh, and then I went to a Christian school after that because I was trying to like, I guess depression, my stuff, like past stuff would just like linger around, you know. Yeah. So I've like had to deal with that too from like childhood trauma to growing up now to like keeping people around because I don't trust people because like it's like all right do I trust these people because are they really been in my best interest so I just literally just like cut people off off of just anything like right you know I really don't to protect yourself protect myself because right. of my parents and my parents for me right. so I was just like abandonment yeah and just growing up and just having to fight having to you know live my life at this in this way and I took upon it like just everywhere I went and that's how I lived life it was but it wasn't honestly wasn't the best decision so I had to like change my life around like all right like being around certain people had to 
act the way around these people and then act like I guess it's like kind of like turning the switch on off and on like you act the way around some people but then you act another way around other people not being right. fake but just like alright here I can be myself with them but if I go hang out with people from my old neighborhood I can't do what I do here I gotta feel me to right. kind of like get get hard like look hard yeah not look hard but just be me? hard be hard, kinda. Be yeah. hard. Like, like for real yeah exactly yeah. so um that's the whole my whole thing and um I was working a job at a cemetery after I graduated college I yeah. went to college and graduated I just kind of a crazy story like I grew up just like I went from like just out on the streets to going to high school to going to college and where did you live in high school uh, in high school I lived with actually my girlfriend at the time Good. Her parents kind of like took me in, and I was like living there and stuff. So, good, yeah. So that helped. Yeah, it helped a lot. Like they having a bed and yeah, having a roof. True, and it helped a lot. That helped a whole bunch. Um, until I got enough where I like, all right, I have to like get on my own and stuff. Mm-hmm. After college, get on my own. Started working at a cemetery. Didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> like dig- digging, digging holes. Yeah, for dead people. Damn. Yeah, and. Uh, Final that's chapter. crazy, right? You like you 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 change your life around because you don't want to be a dead person, right? But then you the way you don't be dead <clears throat> is by yeah. working with other dead right. people. But that job was there to teach you something too. It it just to make you the, go fuck. It paid the way for Project Seven. So interesting. Uh, I was working there and I told I was just I don't know I was just like tired of working for someone else. Yeah. So I can't do this anymore. So then I just came up with a a name for a clothing line. And then I told myself, I gave myself two weeks to stay at this job. And after two weeks, I have to quit. So that's what I told myself. I'm going to get a vehicle and then I'm going to quit. Yeah. And that's what I did. I got a vehicle. I quit. I had $7. Literally, I had $7 in my pocket at that time after I quit my job after getting the car. That's it. And I went and to then? the thrift store and I just like got a whole bunch of jeans and just reworked them. And How I did s- you know you were going to do that? Like, what's how did you get to be a designer? Well, like I said, I, I, as growing up, I always like made my own stuff too. So I was like, you know, I, you don't, you don't have. I had to find creative ways to make my clothes of what I had because I didn't right. have much. So I had to like, you feel me, figure out what I'm gonna do. How to make right. it look yeah. good. How right, to make right, it look good. sweet. So, yeah. damn, you, you kind of. I mean, I love that shit, man. Like embracing yeah. whatever life fucking throws at you and going, all right, I'll fucking use that to make some shit. It's mm-hmm. like the turn shit into fertilizer. Yeah. Little clip that I posted recently, like, like. It's true. Like it, life taught me that shit because you can't control what it throws at you. You can't, and you don't want to be a victim to it anymore. Yeah. So you go, fine, whatever the fuck you do, I'm just gonna take it and make it into some fucking, fucking designer clothes. Then you know if, you know it's what I mean. Like, like the, it's forced you because otherwise you wouldn't have had might you might not have ever discovered designing clothes, man. Yeah, right? I, I feel like life when I don't know, just life in general, just kind of like molds you for who you're going to be. Right, kind of. But like they, and they, at some point you fucking. Take it by the horns, man. Yeah, you gonna have to ride that you, shit. I feel like only the only the strong survive. It's real, like only this is kind of the strong survive. If you're weak, you're gonna fold, like mentally. Yeah, I feel like right. you have to go through trials and tribulations to figure out like who you are and what like who you are as a person. So um, that job kind of like helped me like figure out like all right, I can't do this for the rest of my life working for somebody else. Like this is not what I want to do. And I started with like I said, seven dollars went to the thrift store like. Rework some stuff and just like. Is that why you called it Project Seven? Yeah, because it actually is, is Project Seven because everything I make the is a project. Project was seven dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's so true. Seven dollars. That's why he remembers the number. I love that. <laughs> so and Damn, that's fucking it just, cool. So do you still stick to that budget? 
No. I <laughs> <laughs> These nah. are $7 jeans. No, but look, no. taking $7 jeans and de- turning them into designer jeans, yeah. that is a fucking project, man. I man. mean, if, if you knew some of the people he was working with now, it's like, that's yeah. literally what he did. Right. I mean, if you, you know, fast forward the timeline, $7 right. started his first thing. Now he's in L.A. kicking it with rock stars. So how, how long did it take you to move to L.A. after starting Project 7? Uh, it took me six months. Six months. Like I was. Oh, you should have said seven. Oh <laughs> uh, no! It took me six months. Um, I had, I got that vehicle, and that same vehicle I had crashed. The one I got from making it, I had went to like I was going through like a bad depression issue, and I just like rode my car off the eway, on purpose. On purpose, and I was high, wow. so I was just like, were I you just, like fuck it at that moment, or you yeah, planned to do at it at that moment? At that moment, I was so like, you were driving, you weren't feeling, you were like, tell, how did that happen? Just curious. Um, well, like, at times I have my spurt where it was just like, all right, that season of depression or just like certain shit hit me and it'd be like, damn, like, all right, like, you know, I don't want to be here no more, kind of. Like, so what's then, the point? That type yeah. of feeling? I mean, I don't get those feelings no more. You feel me? But I did at that time, like six months ago, that was yeah. my last time. After, after I crashed that car and I was, I, like, if you see my car, it was just like total. And you survived. I came out that car without a scratch. I walked, like, I got out the car without a scratch and walked to the police car. So what, how did that change you? It just, mentally, it gave me, like, all right, I can't even kill myself right. So I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> so that's what I thought to myself. It's like, um, I can't even do this right. Because I've tried multiple that. times. So it's just like, and I, I told myself, I can't do this right. So it's like, I guess I just got to live this stupid-ass life and take it and just roll with it. Yeah. And just don't let it defeat me, kind of, so... It is there a way you could have gotten there without trying to kill yourself? No, I figure I I, I, figure, I feel like I was meant to go through those things. Right, of course. Because well, if I didn't, happened. I probably wouldn't be as strong as I am. Yeah, you know, just like doing the stuff I've did. Yeah, like growing up, how I grew up, just right. just living this life. And well, I know. think you're right. For some people, that is the way it's gonna unfold, man. Because yeah. we haven't. Ex- there hasn't been we haven't experienced the last suicide is gonna happen yeah we haven't experienced the last person trying it but i guess i'm wondering like now that you can look back someone else in your situation what would you tell them like look before you do try to kill yourself think of this or do this if i'm gonna be honest with you i feel like whatever decision that person makes the decision is best for them so i can't really tell somebody hey don't kill yourself no I can't tell you that because why? I don't know your story. I don't know what you've been through. I don't know, like you know, if, if that's gonna help you mentally or help. Right. I feel like you make your decision on your own. I mean, I can't say what I've been through and I, how I've handled it, and you know, so I can't really judge anybody and right. tell them a right or wrong. There you is a right to, or wrong. I agree, man. Through. I don't think there's right or wrong. I think you telling your story, in and of itself, will most likely whoever does watch this podcast. Yeah. A certain percentage, maybe a small one, will flip. Like they'll go, shit, man. Like, cause I, the takeaway for me is like the big takeaway is like, you know what? Like, if you if you do kill yourself, you know that's okay. Again, I don't judge it, but it's probably it's game over for this game, whatever it is. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe another game starts, right? But it's always better, I think, to try to see if you can solve it first, right? Cause Look at how your game has changed. And really, all that really changed was your like mindset. You know yeah. what I mean? Through the experience, mm. you needed to go through that. I agree. All, all that the, changed was him. Right. Yeah. It was all it was all there. It's just you had to go through some crazy heavy shit 
that you have to process as like a young man, a young kid, but a young man. You know what I mean? Like I can't, you know, it's it's a lot to deal with, man. Yeah. I get it. That's cool that you can go from feeling depressed in that way to like changing that. So that's like hope, man. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it's, it's not easy though. It wasn't easy. I mean, I, like I still sometimes have those, but I just figure right now I'm just I have like a bigger purpose I have to work on. Like I don't know. I just I see my brand growing as big as anybody else's. I don't know. So it's just like so I'm focusing on that right now. And just yeah, you know. That's see, that's like goal. one of my theories that I wanted to ask you, man. Like I feel like if when you find your purpose, whatever that is, yeah. and you could have multiple purposes, and then it gives you that like drive to like, oh my god, that's what I'm gonna do. And have that confidence. I'm going to do that. I don't care because I love it. That does solve a lot of like anxiety, depression issues for people, man. Yeah, it does. I mean, you I know? feel you can put all that anxiety, that depression, those those like childhood traumas into that art or into that work that you're doing. So then that way you like, all right, like I've put my all into this piece. Right. You feel me? So and you, now, now you I, feel, you, you know, you're creating value. Now yeah. you feel valuable. You know what I mean? Because yeah. your value doesn't really come from your parents. No, it's just that naturally, it's just that naturally, right? Our, our, our instinctually, we want our parents' love, man, because that's how we survive as a baby, as a child. Yeah. Without mommy and daddy, you fucking literally die. Right. So yeah. your instincts, like as a small child, plus your whole world is just those parents mainly when you're little, right? The smaller you are, the more they're the center of your earth. So when they just abandon you for their own personal reasons that have nothing to do with you, yeah, right? Like true. your parents' trauma when they were kids was coming out. You didn't do that trauma to them, but then, you know, you got the brunt of that. But it had nothing to do with you. It doesn't yeah. really mean you're less valuable than somebody that had that got lucky enough to have two good parents or whatever, right? But as a child, man, especially with what society tells you, you're like, what's wrong with me? How come Johnny over there has got a, a mom that yeah. stays with him? How come, you know... And then you just can't. But really, it's not actually truth. So when you actually find the truth of it, because now you're, I think, probably seeing things for what they are more. You know what I mean? That doesn't determine. Now you see people that had two good parents and they're dickheads. Yeah. And you go like, well, they're not fucking better than me. Right. And, and then a lot you go, of people have wait a second. Parents. Wait a second. Yeah, my parents had nothing to do with me. If my parents took a big shit on me, that's still, I can think oh i'm a bad person my parents shit on me they must really hate me but really that's some shit wrong with them right that has nothing to do with me i, mean, I should be able to wash that shit off and move on like you know I, what i'm saying i used to like think about like all right why do why do they want me why but at, at, after a while it just gets old it's just like all right i have to grow the fuck up and like all right these people don't want me cool i want myself i'm here i gotta figure out what i'm gonna do like that so it's Bro, like listen to this man if you got your own shit together relatively, you pretty much love any fucking baby you have. Yeah. Because right. you just can't help it. It's like the it's baby can be a total dick and you still go, God, I just love you. Because you're normal. You're, you've been given love, so you have the capacity to give love. Your parents, I don't even know them, but I just know from seeing this life, they were fucking abused, man. They weren't given that love, so they didn't understand how to even take care of themselves they didn't care about themselves they didn't value themselves enough not to do the shit they did that's yeah. what it comes down Bro, to i can't abandon my cat right exactly so like, again you know again like right. you could have been a shitty ass baby and with two parents that had their shit together they would have still loved the shit out of you yeah. till they couldn't let you go 
it has nothing to do with you. And unfortunately, yeah, yeah. you know, luck of the draw, you got two parents that were fucked up because they got fucked up. But that doesn't make you fucked up, really. Yeah, no, I, I later talked to my OG after, like, college. I mean, after graduating high school. And we talked about, like, just, like, you know, what she's been through and all that extra stuff. I mean, I never spoke to my dad after. Oh, wait, you, you talked to your, your yeah, mom? Yeah, I spoke to my mom after uh, okay. high school, after I graduated high school. And she just told me a lot of stuff that was going on. And I, I understood at that point. I'm like, all right, I kind of understand. Like, you know, I mean, I don't understand in the sense where, like, why would you leave your own child? Yeah. But I understand as far as, like, all right, you've been through this where it's like, all right, I can't really judge you on, you know, your past and what happened to you. So I can't really, you feel me, say, like, all right, you was a shitty parent because, shit, who knows what you had to do. So it's like, see, I just took that I, as showing I, I feel chin. like that makes you not a shitty person, but it still makes you a shitty parent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, like, they right. still have to be held accountable because sure. just because you're mentally ill doesn't mean anything. If you come and kill my family tomorrow, like, I got to take you out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It doesn't matter if you're mentally ill. I mean, I have no pity not. for her. Like, you right, know, like, exactly. but I've, I've, I've kind of understood. I mean, I've, I sit, I can't sit here and say like I, I, I have hate for her. I do, but I can't tell you like you know I wish she was dead. Right, if that makes sense. Um, so it's I like, gotta tell you the best thing you could do for yourself if you could do it someday is not have any hate because no, it's, I don't. it's all empathy, man. Like yeah, like do I hate? For example, do I hate a let's say a woman that lives on the street that's a crackhead that is. Like, you know, doesn't smell good and his hair's messed up, has some mental issues, whatever. Do I hate that person? No, I don't. What if that person was my mom? Like, yeah, I, I should be able to empathize and go, that's not, look, the reason you take it personally and feel hatred is because you got hurt. But that doesn't make it true. The truth is that person had some fucked up shit happen to them that they didn't deserve or didn't asked for and yeah. they just passed it to you it's like or i can't resolve. be mad at my dog for being like my dog is kind of fucked up because that dog is like abused it was kicked and kept on a leash before we adopted it him and is afraid of leashes i can't even take him for a walk mm. but i'm not mad at him mm, and yeah. the fact that he might want to bite somebody here and there like again i'll lock him up when they come over but yeah. but i'm not mad at him for doing that because i understand and not i'm good. still trying to teach him i'm not saying well that's okay that you bite exactly i'm saying hey man like i'm teaching him to trust humans again and it's he's coming around but i don't i empathize a hundred percent with the pit bull that fucking bites down on my leg i might not like it <laughs> but i'll i don't hate that pit bull man you know what i'm saying if it's taught to like be violent and abused and all of that you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, it's all about like empathizing a hundred percent. And I, there, I mean, I, there's a kid that I met, a young man that I met at this seminar where we got together. It was like this life coaching seminar. We got together in pairs and told each other like the like deep whatever you could you're willing to share. Mm -hmm. Sorry, let me pass it. It's still going. Oh shit, that's just lit. See, I really grab a bro. <laughs> Um, cigar. It's yeah, it just keeps going. It's right. like it doesn't run like a paper, like you know, paper. Like yeah. if I if I want to be on the vibe. So this this guy right shared with me, and I, I'm not gonna say who it is, obviously, but it, it's somebody very, uh, like not in my inner circle, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I we still kind of keep in touch. Anyway, man, this kid's mom was they were homeless and she was a drug addict prostitute in the philippines right mm -hmm. and he remembers like 
people coming to see his mom and they lived like, you know, out in a box or whatever and taking her or she would do tricks right there, right? And eventually he somehow got out and got to America with some relative and he had a lot of anger toward her, but eventually he realized, he goes, she was just trying to feed my ass. Like she was, fu she was fucked up. And when he found out about her childhood, he realized, yeah, that's messed up, right? He just got lucky and got out. He eventually brought her over and, you know, like rehabbed her and, and, and again, that doesn't always end up that way. Right. But it, that like really flipped me. Cause I couldn't believe that someone like that would like, uh, um, empathize, be able to empathize with that and, and forgive it a hundred percent. And you would never know, man. And he carries like, I don't feel like this person carries burdens. He's mm. like, and he's super successful and like, to, you know, educated himself and then went to like, college right. and yeah like he did the work man. and you'd be like never you'd never yeah he did the work and you would have never known that's what he came from man and, and to forgive his mom that just really blew my mind at the time because i had never really heard someone we were crying to each other man so like i had never had somebody like some grown man open up to me like that at some random fucking event yeah right so that shit made me go and he i knew it was real because it was like he couldn't barely talk about it yeah you know but that's crazy, man. And like, same for you. Like at the end of the day, he realized what his mom did had nothing to do with who he was. He didn't have to hate her for it. He just like empathized with her. Like she had her shit. So that growing, growing, you know, that growing path. I'm, of course, man. You know I, mean? I can't just say I fully forgive her, but I forgave her for some, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm still in that. It's hard to forgive her when you're still going through the effects of, yeah, you know. Right. So, right. I mean, so yeah. Yeah, it's just something I'm putting out there. I'm not at all thinking like, I don't think most people would ever forgive that. Yeah. Right? But at the end of the day, it's what probably was, it was best. It's like when you get to that level, it's going to be like a, a higher level of being for you, man, I feel. Yeah. Like you got bigger things to focus on and True. get distracted by. Than, than right, that. We're, not, we're not most people. Like you said, most people wouldn't forgive. But right. We're not trying to be most people. Yeah. I was never the type to forgive like that, man. Right. And that, took, and that I'm telling you, I, yeah. I. It took me a long time to even just like, if like I had friends or if somebody did like even just like this something just like anything wrong at a little, it could be little, and I just cut them off completely because I was so used to being alone. So it's just like I didn't want, I didn't want friends. I don't need friends. I don't want right. a person. I don't need these people. I just need myself and that's it because that's how I grew up. So I feel like at a point I used to just like, if anybody do anything wrong, I'm cutting them off. I don't care what it is. I just, I'm not gonna talk, not gonna talk right. to you anymore. But I'm growing now, you know, just realizing that it's not the right thing to do because I fuck up too. So I can't really, you know, give, yeah. Well, it's not the most chance. effective. It's not the most effective play for you, man. Like, it's a defense mechanism, and yeah. I totally get it. But you know, you'll go farther with a team. It just has to yeah. be a good team, right? Like, higher level thinking team, not the scroungers team. Yeah. That's gonna like you got to watch your back all the time. That's why you got to find people like, like Viva. These people. Seriously, yeah. no, no. Like, I met Bo at uh, at a. Both of us was just starting at this time too. Right. He was thrifting clothes and I was thrifting clothes. Right. And I met him at an open mic. It was the weirdest open mic setting in my life. This was like, this was my first show. I was just like starting Project 7. I'm trying to get it off the ground. Bo was almost in the same thing where he had his stuff going on. And he's like, he would go to the thrift store. Like, same thing almost. 
and we both somehow just met up here at this place, weird ass place. It was sketch as fuck. Uh, raining hard. It was raining it was too. Raining, yeah, it was a basement and, show. Man, I met this dude. When I first met him, I it was it was I, I didn't know we was gonna be friends. Kind of, it was just like some high and buy shit. He was like, "Oh, I want the pants." Uh, I'm like, "All right." Then I met him again, and I met him after that one more time. And I met him buying. He bought some pants from me, and we didn't talk for a minute. And then I reached out to him again because I was coming to LA, and I we sat. We met up and did, you know, I'm not going to say what we did, but um, <laughs> we was chilling for a while and then I, we just connected, bro. And I realized this person is the same person as me and has been through the same shit I've been through kind of in a way, but just in a different way. Right. And like, I've just, the way wow. we just met, it was just crazy. And we have the same issues, but just different <laughs> situations. And it's like, And the damn. fact that you look almost opposite of each other. Yes. <laughs> that's what my, I'm like, damn, this fucking dude is like kind of like my brother almost. Right. So that's a big, you love that, right? Like, oh man. And all of you look different. All of us do. Well, yeah. I mean, like I've literally, you know, this dude, I became friends with him. I've moved to LA. Right. And he taught me just basically like how, without Bo, honestly, my brand wouldn't be as where it is supposed to be kind of. Yeah. So it was like, he taught me like, all right, this is where you go. This is how you get this stuff. This, so he kind of like put me on to like where I need to do to right. make my brand a bigger brand. And it's just watching him having the success he had kind of to just like, all right, he organized. I'm or, I'm not organized. Like he has, he's kind of like organized. Right. I'm not organized. Bro. It took me a long time to get a website. Cause I'm like, man, I don't want to run this shit. I don't want a fucking <laughs> website. I'm just a nigga from the ghetto that's trying to make some money. Like leave me alone. Yeah. I don't, do what you, you know? do best. Yes. And Surround yourself I'm, with people that do shit you don't do well. Yes. That, so, that you could trust. Yeah. Meaning, you know, not all the way. Like, look, Bo might someday want to check out the chick that you're dating. Like, you gotta forgive certain things. No, that's that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I don't care like, about look, like that. <laughs> you gotta, you cool. gotta be like, you're good people. I yeah. forgive you, right? Yeah. That's my. But boy, then man. the ones that are not gonna have your back, that are looking to like steal an extra twenty dollars from you, yeah. like you gotta get rid of those people quick because that's not gonna end well. Because you can't always be watching your back. You'd rather just be alone at that point, yeah. right? You gotta but when trust you got, people or something. Yeah. Right. But I mean, you just doing a better job. When you were younger, you were in an environment that didn't give you a lot of good options. Yeah. There were still good people, but less percentage. You have to now, now you're an adult. You got means, you got a car. You can go out and seek out better yeah. networks, man. But, you know? Me and Bo became, like, that's like my best friend. So he like, became my best friend after that. After the, the second time I visited LA, and we just, we just were off it in. And then I met Viva through a girl, oh, uh, a acquaintance of both of ours. A friend of ours. <laughs> a friend, whatever they're going to call it. <laughs> but I met Viva, and it was weird because I was I was with the chick, and Viva was there. And I was like, who the fuck is this nigga? Because she was like, oh, my friend coming to smoke. And I was like, yo, friend, I thought it was a girl. And then I, got the, I come to the house, and there's this nigga on the fucking, I'm like, oh, I'm on the balcony. Bitch, this bitch fucking him? Like, I was just <laughs> so I was just like, damn. And I met Viva. It was very short, brief. It was like, what up? What up? Literally maybe exchange. And before he came yeah. over, um, she was showing me him on Instagram. She's like, oh, this is my friend. He's a designer friend. I design too, but like, I, I'm not like, of course, I'm not like pushing. That's my thing that I do, but I love fashion so i do my own shit so i'm like okay let me show you a little designer friend you know and then and she pulls out an instagram it doesn't have like much followers at this time and really yeah, even was... like much content up 
but it's this dude. And I'm like, I just have an eye for everything. So not me not knowing at all who he is. I was like, oh man, I could work. Like I could work with this dude. Like, you know, I could plug him in in some stuff. He's got good talent. He's got like a good foundation. And really at this time he wasn't even doing shit. So it was like, it was like iPhone photo. Hey, like take a picture of me by the stairs type shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, so I saw this (laughs) shit and I'm like, oh, this kid's actually like doing shit. Cause I'm doing stitch work and sitting there and like, I know how much time this shit is taking and, and everything. So I have an appreciation for it, you know? So I'm like, oh, this guy's good. And he's like, good looking. He's got like multiple looks that he can like kind of work with. I'm like, this kid could go really any direction at this point, you know? He could blow up just cause like, like that Jeremy mugshot dude. Like he's a felon and he blew up cause he's hot yeah. or whatever, you know? Girl, girls are writing him letters in jail and shit. So like, so, <laughs> um, so I saw this, I was like, okay, word. So then he comes over, he comes over, but then he's in it and you know, we finish chief in it and then we go inside. And then I'm like, I'm like ambiverted, so I can be extremely extroverted or introverted. So, you know, I kind of like tried on my extrovert hat. I was like, yo, what's up? And then he looked up at me and, and he was like, what's up? And I was like, I was like, oh, we going introverted now. So I was like, bet. All right, for sure. Say less, literally. No, because not, <laughs> you it, know? it takes me a long time to make friends. I don't like, like, I don't have friends. Right. And like, right. just like me connecting with these two, it was like kind of like, was well, I don't know amazing because like I don't really connect with people like that like I'm I'm not I don't I'm I'm not a man of too many words if I don't know you right I, right. I would stick to myself and I would, if I can come in a room with hella people and not speak to nobody and just sit in the spot in my own spot oh yeah right I would not speak to anybody you come to my house but and here, like talk to my brothers for right, the, yeah. and then you know and it's all it's cool like I enjoy that you can right you shouldn't always have to talk like you can exactly just, you can be able to chill and share energy and like. And you listen know. to other people's stories yeah. to con- to understand them better, so you can connect with them and then talk. Yeah. But I'm not surprised because birds of a feather flock together, yeah. like-minded people, right? So if you like Bo, it's not surprising that you might like somebody Bo likes, right? Yeah. And then it's like, and that's why after, it makes sense. After meeting him, now you like, guys can cross your networks and go, oh, I also, you yeah. know. But Viva's got five good people around him. Now you met Viva. You that's how it's network there. You happened. share yeah. your that's then you become, how and you become <laughs> right, stronger. Right. And right. now you, you become stronger together, man, with the right people, man. That's like, what's beautiful. Just meeting Viva too, also the same way. It's like, all right, after that, he came to the crib, we chopped it up. I was like, oh, this this dude was not so bad after all. <laughs> and him. he's harder than he looks. Yes, and I figured right? like, he's like a pretty boy, like a he's like a a, a boy band. Singer, <laughs> right? Yeah, like but I just figure he he he. he but then he's the like from the streets, yeah. from the jungle. What the? Fu- he's like, you guys are all in your way, kind of the young version of the most interesting man in the world types. You know, you need a little more travel, and then it'll yeah. become more. You need like gray. I mean, I mean I'm a little three gray in your beard, them, which but is not much. But they're young, like they're about right. to blow in a way that they don't even understand. And and only because I was born at an earlier point in time, I can kind of like see it for them, like how people were seeing it for me. That were older and I didn't understand when I was 19. Like they're like, right. are you gonna be a star? And I was just like, man, I just like making music. Like, you know, I'm introverted. I'm actually like don't like performing loud. So, but but people were seeing it, and right. I didn't know how it was gonna get there. But it, I still don't. But it's getting there. And so like like he was saying, it's kind of funny that they're sitting on either side of me because like I kind of lean in certain ways into Boa being my reflection, and I lean into Ray being my reflection. And the only reason I was able to connect, because honestly, like there's there's a like we talk about this all the time. There's a certain code that you grow up with when you grow up on the streets. You know what I'm saying? And so like there's a different mentality. And so some shit you just don't do as a man. Otherwise, like yeah, cool, we can be cordial, but I really can't fuck with you yeah. in a certain level of my brain or my heart. You right. know what I'm saying? So like. So that's really that's really it for me. So I was like, okay, this kid's introverted. Like, 
usually introverted people, they don't say much and they're harder to crack, but they got a lot more to offer, you know, and me being an introverted person as well. I, I know that because I know I people say I have resting bitch face all the time. So like I go to parties, I'm not popular, dude. Like, you know, people really? are just like looking at me and then they're like, look away when I look at them. And then <laughs> like, you know, it's just like awkward. You know, he's huh. actually pretty good at approaching people for an introverted person. But long story short, we were two dudes in a room <laughs> and there were women there. So it was like. Bet, bet. But then I pulled up. I'm like, you know, I'm going to give this dude one more chance. I'm really going to force myself to buy his shit. It's dope anyways. Yeah. I was like, for sure. So I pulled up to his crib and then he started making the pants. We just started talking. But even yeah. then it was just sprinkles. You know, it's it like was. introverted talk. It's like, da, 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 da. Okay, silence. Now we don't shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, we'll always just roast each other yeah. always in the car. So you were being... You were feeling each other out in the beginning. The first time I knew Viva was gonna be my like kind of my best friend is when I was talking and he told me to shut up. I was like, who the fuck is this nigga talking to? <laughs> like, who the fuck is this man talking to? He, he looked at who was it? Was it her? Was yeah, it that was yeah. Happy. I was like, who the he fuck was is like, he talking to? He just tell me to shut up. I'm yeah. like, shut up, bitch. Yeah, yeah nobody tells Ray to shut up. I don't right. think not many people. And I was just I was like, oh, this, I, I fuck with this dude. He he doesn't. He doesn't. He's like. Right. Such a bitch. <laughs> but now he does. Now he does. Now, now he he's does. like Fuck talking right. back a little bit. Fuck you, right? Bitch so, but at so, first, if you ever roast a baby, you felt bad. You were yeah. like, oh man, does he, did he think I'm serious? Like, you know. All right. How would you just like, how are they different? Okay, I got a couple things to say. Yeah. I'm going to summarize them, then go into each one. How are these guys different? Like, personality wise. Two, I want to say that it's like you're creating a creative quilt. Hmm. Like, how you were saying sometimes you feel like you're leaning into bow yeah. to express your fashion because you're a fashionable person and you're this whole I'm just picturing made me picture like this like creative quilt. It, it is a quilt. You're like, it is. And as you get older and part of the reason it hasn't blew, let's say blown up or whatever yet is because you're still putting Again. it together nice and slow like organic like I'm not in a rush I'm working yeah. on my piece of the quilt Oh shit, that's getting good. Now I'm gonna start adding a little bow, a little ray, a little of this a guy. Yeah. You can buy a quilt, but right. or you can fucking make the fabric and stitch it piece by piece. And yeah. the other thing takes longer, but one thing is no one can ever take this away from us. Right. Sure. Like yeah. we've been And that's homeless, when you make special poor, shit. We've been everything at all times. People going homeless is like the last thing they can think in our head. For for yeah. me, it's a reality that's around every corner. So Truthfully. it really it, nothing it ain't gonna stop my music. I'ma still be a studio owner. I'ma still do my shit. I'ma still blow the fuck up. Yeah. And so is he and so is he. And we already have been given the peanuts we were given with this like, to start with, you know, and and if we can get but if we if I could I he could have had multiple deals, man. I've I've you know, half brokered some deals for him that didn't yeah. go through and we didn't want it to go through and for a reason. The right move, yeah. It wasn't the right move, exactly. But at the end of the day, it's like it's all good. It's part of the puzzle. You just had another meeting. You just put represented your brand again. You could come back to the table and be like, ah, I didn't want to do that. Next meeting when it's with an even bigger brand, you're more refined. You're more, you know, and it takes the time. Like Well, by the way, this is just a principle of any business. The longer you could hold out, yeah. If as long as you have a good thriving business and you can make ends meet, the more you're gonna sell it for later. Like the more equity you're, you're building, a lot of the equity in the beginning. So the, if you sell out and signed with a label, let's say already, you would own a tiny fucking share oh, tiny. of Viva Swan. I've had but if you could hold out, yeah, that same thing. Because like, they'll rape I'm you. Because you. <laughs> you're not worth that much yet, so they can rape you. Yeah. But if you go no, you hold out. It's slower, but then you get to a certain like kind of tipping point level of 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 refinement of ta like you're also honing your craft 
building your style, learning who you are, experimenting with different music. Right now you want to do this music, then it's going to evolve to this, right? So you're honing all of that. Yeah, you know? exactly. And and like you were you were asking, like, how are these guys different? Um, that I think that's the strength of the quilt because like Ray can come to me and talk to me about something and cool and it might not be what he was entirely looking for. Maybe in some parts it was, it wasn't. But then he has both or he has, you know, uh, in general, one person has multiple people that they can get more over around. You know, like even when yeah. in my relationship, I would talk to Ray and I would get certain advice and be like, you know what, he is right. And then Bo would come present a different idea unbeknownst to him. And and it would be like, you know, that's also right. Like, I got to find right. the balance between the two. And right. and we we just want to build something that's real, bro. You know, like he he, he doesn't want to sell his company out. This guy, I mean, wait till you get to his story. <laughs> you know, right. I feel like that's a whole episode on on, on his own. Well, this dude's like the fucking Iron Man, like. You know, and you wouldn't even like believe it. He's like also like the quiet fucking right. ninja in the corner too. <laughs> and that's what I said when he's like, that's like a spinach, like this spinning image of like me, but just in a different body and a different culture and a different race. It's both. And I, I just, I don't know, just this dude kind of like inspired me to just like kind of take my brand to. I feel like when Bo does something, I feel like I have to two times it more <laughs> because if I don't, then he's just gonna like overhead. Not, it's not, it's not a jealous. Um, competition is more so like a friendly competition. Like if Bo does something, I'm like, man, I gotta do that shit ten times better now because I have to come harder. Because he kind of like he gives me that competitive edge, kind of. Right. And you're pushing Bo yeah. to yeah, do yeah, better for himself. It, See, that's I the gotta, thing is when you compete with him, then Bo's like, I just dropped some hard shit. My yeah. boy just dropped some hard shit. I gotta come with even harder shit. How am I gonna top that? Yeah. You know. And when I met Viva, I told him after the first time in the studio, listen to his music. He's probably the first, like. He's the first Indian artist ever, kind of. To me, I ain't never heard like that. I like just artist, period. Kind of. He's he's like he was like I never heard a sound like his. So like something new is always better. And he's just I don't know. His music is is kind of unbelievable. Cause the way he comes up with it and just like just sitting with him as he like write stuff, uh, produce whatever he's doing, a beat all that shit. Just like he knows like I never seen nobody like all right. I do my music, but also he'll tell a producer, hey, no, I put this here, I put that there, and I was just like. I was like, oh shit, this nigga know how to do this shit too. Like, this, so he's just like musically talented, and he's like, I got two things to say. One, if somebody wanted to just check out a quick beat, what where would they go to do that? Um, you would just come quick to plug. YouTube or or uh, Instagram. Um, I am Viva Swan on Instagram, and then just Viva Swan um on YouTube. Okay, yeah, and then what, if they can only song. hear one thing for 10 I would, seconds. I would what? tell them to listen to either Sonia or whatever it costs. Those are probably like my two yeah. Yeah, favorite awesome. records. I got a lot of shit coming. And like, you know, we said last time, they're babies. So like, they're all dope. This, yeah. These are both his babies. So this is dope. And these are other dope genes in another and, way. And know? I got, I hope Josh is getting like good shots of the clothing and Oh yeah, man. Style. Okay, let me no, seriously. Me. I'm, I'm honestly, yeah, like I said, I don't know if I can get away. I personally have the style bro, but that's elevated what, to a point him. where ask all right, him. That's maybe the whole Bo job of a stylist help designer me figure it out, is right. to help you find your own style. Because I like ribbed jeans, but this is as far as I'd probably go. No, bro, thing. I can but, see you in these. Uh, couldn't you? Yeah. I can see him in the jogger stack set. Time, that's baller, dude. Like that's what I'm saying. That's like baller. Like seriously, like Regardless of people judging you, yeah. you have to be feel like a baller to wear those. Yeah, exactly. It's it's or be cracked out of your fucking mind. <laughs> he he and I always talk no, about silhouettes. It's a baller you know? move. Like, dude, I got confidence, man. Because it's yeah. 
I'm just saying because it's not like yeah. just it's regular a yeah. rip in your jeans. No, yeah, it's but not. But they look sick. It's hard work. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like the price points that he sell that he's been selling, and I, I yell at him like, yeah, "Right, you need to be fucking paying. You yeah. need to be charging people more." I understand. I, I'm happy for people because pretty soon they're not gonna be able to afford where he's gonna be at. So you know, for me, it's like, okay, let them get their their pieces in. But when you see how much work goes into a bro, his stuff. Anything, bro. Like, I just don't even... Like, this is just one piece, man. Yeah. If you have seen other bow tie work, it's mind-fucking-blowing. Yeah. And he does it all by hand. He comes to my studio while I'm producing Wait, or writing a song. And his he'll just name start is Bowtie? Bowtie bow is the... Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. To be continued. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.